Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's happened again. It's happened again as was ringing out through the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. That's four defeats and five for Spurs. Um, and that's a, that I, I think that is the bitterest one to, to stomach so far. Not just because it's West Ham. Um, I honestly don't think it is just because it's West Ham. I, uh, I think we were pretty poor tonight. I do. Um, I'm actually really annoyed by that performance. I think I, I, even the Wolves game, Villa game, Chelsea game, sort of extended a bit of courtesy to, to the team. I've had players missing. Things didn't you know entirely go our way in those. And I don't know. Didn't feel like we were worthy of much flack. Um, tonight, I think we... The players are worthy of a bit of stick. And I think, honestly, I think for the first time since the Carabao Cup, and I was annoyed with him um, after the Carabao Cup exit to Fulham, I think for the first time I'm annoyed of Ange Postacoglu tonight. I am. Um, I'm not just being I'm not just being knee-jerk about it. I think he went into this game... I, I don't understand why you go into Man City away at the Etihad, playing with more attacking players on the pitch than you do tonight with West Ham at home. And people can say, well, West Ham have got a very physically dominant midfield. I just I just don't really buy it. I don't I don't know what we're doing sacrificing Kulisevsky, playing him out on the wing again when he's shown how effective he's been through the centre, to sacrifice him in order to play Pierre Mohoibier, who has had one of the worst performances he's ever had, and one of the probably the worst Performances from a Spurs player I've seen in a very, very long time. Like an established, you would say, senior member of the Spurs team. It's one of the worst performances I've seen in a very long time from him this evening. Um, you know, I just, I don't know. It's, there's, a, there's, a lot to, there's a lot to unpack from that. Tom Reid has said, when you rely on players like Skip and Richarlison to change the game, you have no chance... Um, I, look, do you know what? I, I don't agree on Skip. I thought Skip was actually decent when he came on, and I, I still think Skip comes in for too much, too much stick. I don't think the the game was won or lost there by the substitutions. I think the game was inherently negative from the start, and people were talking about us. But I, I tweeted something to this effect, and I was getting all this: "What are you talking about? Why? You know, how can you say that we absolutely bossed them in the first half? We didn't really." We had, you know, all this field tilt shit, isn't it? We had more possession in their half, but they were pr- they were pretty comfortable with all of it. They contained us pretty easily. We didn't actually really create many meaningful opportunities. And as I tweeted out at the start, it was, you know, the fact that it's another game where we've gone 1-0 up, dominated possession, but not done anything meaningful with that possession at all. And I... You know, I, I just, uh, 
I cannot, I, I cannot understand that decision to start Hoybier. I, I just can't see it. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get how you can effectively drop Kulisevsky for Hoybier. I, I, I know I'm, I'm probably going on about this at the moment, but I'm just so annoyed by it because all I'm seeing now is Kulisevsky getting loads of flack. But he's getting messed around as much as anyone else, right? And I suppose, you know, it's sort of hip- hypocritical of me. I've been saying the past few weeks, all players have got to be ready to step up and perform where the manager wants them to play. And that's what Postacoglu wants from his side. So, yeah, fair enough. Okay, life makes hypocrites of us all. But my frustration comes from the fact that we've seen how effective Hoybier, uh, not Hoybier, Kulisevsky has been through the centre. And we've just stuck him out on the wing for seemingly no reason at all tonight. Uh, and if they, do you know what the thing is? I think the reason why I'm so gutted and so annoyed about this one is I don't think you could even say that West Ham were bad value for a win. I think they played the game pretty much spot on. You know? And people might not like to hear that, but I think they played us tonight. And, you know, Moyes' ball has been the victor. The low block and counter has has done the job, hasn't it? It's always James Ward-Prowse as well. Always him. It's always him. Um, I I don't know, man. I, I don't, I just, I know we've got injuries. I know we've got Madison missing. I just, I don't think that's acceptable. I don't, I don't think we can continue to have four losses in five now. That's bad, you know? That's bad. Um, Man. I don't know. I I don't really want to like, I don't want to come on here and rant and rave and say this is all shit and everything was terrible. But it it was really bad tonight. I thought it was a really bad performance. I'm not having the fact that we were absolutely amazing in the first half. It was easy for West Ham to contain us. We dominated possession, gassed ourselves out as we do, and then they just took advantage of it. What were we doing in the second half? Just sort of meekly knocking the ball about, nobody really, you know, pressuring them. It was just a sort of knockabout. It was it was pointless. Um I don't know. I don't know. I'm just it's very frustrating that it really is frustrating. It's, it, it felt like you know the Man City game could have been the perfect and should have been the perfect platform to build a bit of momentum, right? We should we should have kicked off from there, and we just haven't. It's so disappointing to come back. At, I've had uh, Callum THFC just say this was just like the Villa game. Yeah, it's true. You know, it's true. Uh, Just Gem says we're all kind of here to listen to you rant and rave tonight. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sort of half doing that. I'm never, I'm never going to do the, you know, the lad, the the Arsenal fan that looks like Dan Kilpatrick that used to sit in his car and shout. I'm never doing that shit. Like, you know, don't need to, don't need to debase, debase myself like that. I'm debasing myself enough with my, you know, Russian doll Father Christmas is there in the background for anybody that's watching on YouTube and not listening. Um, but <sighs> very, very, very annoying because got Newcastle next to have had their own terrible result this evening. Um, will they be looking for a reaction? <laughs> you know, 
they've got their own injury crisis at the moment. So it's you know it's L Injury Co. in there on the weekends. Um, come on, I came up with that on the spot. Give me a break. Give me a break. Um, it just felt. I think the thing that was frustrating about it is it was it, it was a little bit reminiscent of some of the Arsenal teams we've seen in the past that we've taken the piss out of where it's pass, 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 pass around the box and not really having anybody that's willing to take the risk to to try and knock a ball into the box. Pedro Porro was was trying his best to make things happen. He was one of the few bright lights in this. I thought Yves Basuma started the game very well, one of the few bright lights in this. Um... Brennan Johnson, I went from being, you know, massively in love with to getting really frustrated with by the end of the game. Um, it's early days to him and he's a young player. So, I, look, this is done straight after the game, right? I know, yes, knee-jerk opinions and stuff, but he needs to have a bit, he needs to develop a bit more of a killer instinct, I think. Um, I saw somebody say on Twitter that he was wearing pillows on his feet and... It, it does feel that way a little bit sometimes. But he's still, he's a very slick player. He's very nice. I just, there's just not enough creativity there. There's not enough creativity there without Madison. Again, I, I'm not having Lo Celso as being somehow on par with or better than Madison. I've seen this. Does Madison even get back in the... T- Fucking shut up, man. Shut up. Like, stop trying to hype up Lo Celso because everyone else has been digging him out for a bit. Just find some balance in saying he's quite good actually and yeah he's he's a lot better than a lot of people give him credit for versus he's better than James Madison who's been one of the best players in the Premier League this year um like it's it's just it's ridiculous and if he is going to play I want to see him coming back from deep I want to see him maybe starting moves because I, what I do like about Lo Celso is he he does have a knack to sort of make these driving runs he's quite good on the ball he's quite physical he's got that he's got an almost like and don't don't take this the wrong way just for like quite a, a small sort of lad he's pretty well built he's got that kind of modric thing where he's got like a low center of gravity um and he carries the ball quite nicely and I, I would like to see him start alongside Basuma and have Madison in front of them um while Ben Tanker is out anyway and then who knows what happens from there but <sighs> While that's not possible, it, to me it's got to be Basuma, Lacelso, and then Kulisevsky in front of them. Especially in games like this, games like this, like where we know how David Moyes. Yeah, you know, I spoke to Toby before the game, West Ham fan. We know how David Moyes, how West Ham are going to approach this game. It's going to be a low block. It's going to be a counter. So why we are sacrificing? And I'm saying it again, I know I'm saying it again, but why we're sacrificing one of our main creative outlets in Kulisevsky, who who has been brilliant through the middle for the past few games. I I don't understand that decision from Postacoglu at all. And I'm not going to be driven into this place where we're not allowed to criticise the manager, because that's bollocks, right? It is. And I'm not having this kind of idea of like, if you say anything out of turn about Postacoglu that you're somehow some sort of person that's pining for the return of Conte or Mourinho I'm not I'm loving the football I've openly credited Ange Postacoglu of everything that he's done in the short time that he's already been at the club 
it is very, very early into his time here. So we can't draw any conclusions from this. All I'm saying is, at this point in time, I'm a bit annoyed with him. And I think he made the wrong call this evening. Me, a podcaster, with a little Christmas tree behind me, in my back room. Yes, I am saying that of Ange Postacoglu has won stuff wherever he's gone, all around the world. You got it wrong, fella. Or mate, right? You got it wrong. And uh, I'm going to stand by that. I'm going to stand by that because, you know, nobody nobody should be free from uh, free from criticism. But look, this is recorded on the final whistle. This is done on the final whistle. And do you know what? The more and more I'm belly aching about this now, the more and more it just starts to just disappear back into nothingness, right? It is what it is. We've lost this game. I dare say we wouldn't be in this position had we not had this amount of disruptions to our team, had we not had injuries to so many of our key players. But this is where we are. It is frustrating. It's bloody annoying. But look, what are we going to do? I think we know... As I was saying just a minute ago, we can't draw any conclusions from this period. This is very much a work in progress. This is, I think, this will be Postcoglu's, what, 16th game in charge of us. What he has achieved so far in that time is remarkable. He has us playing in a certain way. He has got a level of team spirit there, which was sadly lacking this evening, I think. Um... But, you know, come on, it's hard It's hard to keep everybody's spirits alive when you've lost four and five. Um, or at this point, what, three and four. Um, but as they say, as the overused phrase goes, we go again. Um, because what else are we going to do? Game's gone now, hasn't it? That game, not the game in general. Not like, you know, Yadar says when he says the game's gone because whatever, there's a female lino or something like that, right? I'm, I'm just saying like this game, the game against West Ham has finished and that's that. Um, let's have a look. Jews Nuts says, passing shoddy, no imagination, stagnant dash static in the final third. Yep. Don't really disagree with that at all. Um... Idris Jafarai says, our first midweek game and we are crying while teams like Arsenal and Villa have been doing it since August. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Yeah. Um, Kane says, Ange Ball was just as boring as Conte Ball tonight with lots of sick faces. I, I've, I, I, I don't really agree with that, mate. I, th- I think we could see that we were doing, trying our best to do something there. Um, Phil Walker says I'm really worried that no win November November suddenly went South African there no win November brew um, turns into desolate December we're limping all of the way to the January window desolate December that's got an annoying ring to it Phil mate Um, does feel a little bit like that doesn't it it does feel a little bit like that but I don't know. I don't know. I I think Newcastle United should be an opportunity, right? Should be an opportunity. Um, 
because they do have a lot of injuries and is what it is. Um, Delpha Chronic says, nothing good to say. Toothless, gutless performance in the second half. Parking the bus, parked buses are still our kryptonite. They are, unless we have James Madison on the pitch. Um, and that's, you know, I guess that's why we miss him so much. That's why we loved him so much because he could make something from nothing. And it is a, it is serving as a reminder with him being out how much we have missed that creative outlet since since Ericsson left us, haven't we, really? Um, I mean, even in Ericsson's last season when he started not really playing as well as he as he could have done for us because he was a bit checked out, wasn't he? Um, I don't know. It's, it's really frustrating. Um, Lex Luthor um, says, not converting chances is becoming a real problem. Need a new striker that can put it in the net. Richie is rubbish. Uh, I, you know what? That header, it was his header in the second half. It was genuinely, it was harder to miss that than to score it. And again, yes, me, a chubby, hairy podcaster, talking about <laughs> what a uh, what a Premier League athlete should or should not be doing. I un- I completely understand the irony to this, but you know, in that sort of footballing sense, how we all talk about football, right? You know, it was it was harder to miss that. Surely, I mean that was that was ridiculous, and it's just I know he's coming back from injury and all that, but that's what his Tottenham career has been to this point. It's been another sort of Soldado Janssen type thing where we've seen this, where we want it to come good for these players and it just doesn't. And Richarlison just feels like that. And I'm firmly, I was saying this before this game, I said it before his injury, I'm firmly in the camp that if somebody wants him in January, if we get offered decent money for him, cut our losses and bring somebody else in. We we need we need an alternative option up front. We need somebody else up front. Um, they obviously think it's too soon for Dorrington. Really, Vélez came on again ahead of him this this evening, which seems a bit bizarre because not Dorrington, Donnelly. Sorry, I'm getting the two mixed up. Dorrington, I know, is centre back. He's he's not brought on Donnelly tonight. Um, which seems a bit odd after he's brought him on against City. Um, I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to dig out Vélez. He's you know he's a kid. Um, it would just be interesting to see what Donnelly could maybe do in these situations. He he did bring him on against Manchester City. So just saying, like if we, I'm not talking about throwing him in at the deep end if we're one-one with West Ham, you know. Um, in contrast to playing against Manchester City, do you know what I mean? I mean, one might argue that Man City is a bit more of a free hit, but I don't know. There's just, there's a few decisions that I'm just I'm, I just don't really get. I didn't you know I didn't really get bringing off Lacelso as much as I kind of moan about him and stuff. Um, I didn't get starting Hoybier. I'm back to that again. Um. Just a, a weird evening, I guess. Part of this is probably squad management, knowing there's a few games to play, but it's still, I don't know. Day Kim says Brennan Johnson and Kulu were terrible, especially Brennan Johnson. 
Um, Basuma and a doggy pass like they're warming up, slowing us down. I think Basuma isn't our best option at six. Quite a bit to unpack there. Um, I don't think Brennan Johnson was terrible. I think he has flashes of being very good. He did start to frustrate me. Like I say, I want to see him develop a bit more of a killer instinct. Um, Kulisevsky, I'm I'm going to give a pass tonight because I think he got shifted out to the wing again. And, you know, I want to see him in that central role because I think that's where he's he's been playing at his best and is what it is. Um, Basuma started the game very well. I think he faded a bit. A doggy, a doggy's he's he's a young young player, man. Like, and he does. A doggy is in massively net positive, right? He, yeah, I know it was his back pass for for West Ham's second goal. Frustrating, very frustrating. But his intensity, his kind of his his attitude, his. His physicality, his technical ability, his reading of the game is sensational for a player as young as he is. So I will allow him a few mistakes, and I think we all should, because he's he's massively net good. Massively net good. Um, let's have a look. Um, what what says, uh, still imagine when we win again. Um yeah, I mean, that would be nice, wouldn't it? It feels like it's been absolutely ages, doesn't it? Absolutely ages. Um, Hammer fan. <laughs> this will be interesting. Hammer fan says, Tottenham are shit. You've been found out, you shit houses. Yeah, enjoy it, mate. We would be. Fair enough. Um, I don't know if we've been that found out. would have been... An interesting game if we had uh, James Madison playing for us. If we had <sighs> Mickey van der Ven playing. Couldn't have seen Bowen getting much joy alongside Mickey van der Ven. But, you know, doesn't matter. They weren't available tonight. You took advantage of that. Fair play to you, lad. Fair play to you. So, is what it is. Is what it is. Um... Let's do the players now. Let's do the players. What am I doing? I'm responding to West Ham trolls on this stream. Not doing it. But, uh, you know, still, it's quite it's quite a funny comment, calling the shit houses. you got to, you know, fair enough. We give it out. you got to be able to take it, haven't you? Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Players, Giuliano Vicario. Um, yeah, good, good tonight. You know, I think did what he could, didn't he? I, I don't really think they tested him too often. Um, and I don't know if he could have done much with either of their either of their goals. Does that seem fair? I think his distribution was good as it always is. Yeah, he's a good player. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start digging out Vicario to be honest. Christian Romero decent enough. Got another yellow card. Um good goal, good header, like proper good header. Lovely jubbly. Um I'd like to say we looked more solid. We definitely looked more solid in the first half. I don't know if he started to lose his head a bit in the second half. I don't know if he started to kind of wander a bit as he does when he gets more frustrated when the game's not going our way. Um, Because it felt like there was less solidity in the team. And so often we see that that solidity comes as a result of who we've got playing at the back, and that's him and Van de Ven for the most part. And he was playing alongside Ben Davis tonight, who I actually think was fine. You know, I think Ben Davis was all right. I think he does a job. He's not a natural centre back. It was all right. Um, I don't really think either. I don't think my point is I don't think Romero really did anything wrong. Um, it just is what it is. Ben Davis, like I've said there, fine. Pedro Porro, I think was I think he was our best player today. I think I don't think that's a controversial take. Sumptuous cross, sumptuous delivery um for the goal. Played a few like lovely crosses. That lovely cross to Richarlison who managed to nod it wide frustratingly. Um brilliant player. As I continue to say, has really come back to bite me, my sort of opinions on whether or not he was a value signing he definitely seems to be he's adapted massively to what it is that Ange Postacoglu wants him to do um really really top class player really brilliant footballer got great spirit great heart um really wants to win technically brilliant physically very brilliant great player great great player um how wrong was I destiny a doggy as I was sort of saying yep Dodgy back pass for their second goal um, for the winner. Some of his passing a little bit wayward, but he's a kid. Massively net good. Just to repeat myself, massively, massively net good. Um, that's that's what I'll give him. That's what I'll give him. Pierre Milhoibia. I don't. I really, really don't want to ever ever see him start a game for Tottenham again. I just don't, I don't, I don't want to see it. I've said that previously. I said it when he's come off today. I just don't want to, fine, right? What what he was doing earlier on in the season, coming on 75th minute, 80th minute to shore up a game that we're winning, fine. He did a good job in those, in those sort of moments. And if, if he's happy doing that, Fine, we'll keep him and he can continue to do that for us. Starting games, 
I don't want to see it. I just don't want to see it. I especially don't want to see it when we're playing at home against a low block team. I don't, I, I'm triggered again, but I don't want to see it. I just don't want to. Tonight should have been Basuma and Lacelso alongside one another with Kulisevsky sat in front of them. And we've sacrificed Kulisevsky for Pierre-Emil Hoybier, who has put in just such a pitiful performance. And I'm not just basing this on the fact that he's had this viral moment of falling on his ass when he's trying to kick a ball in the box. Like, I'm not, I'm not that immature. But I just don't understand what he brings to the team. He, I just think he, as I've said previously, I think he has such a negative impact on the team. I think he is the place where moves go to die. He he never releases the ball quickly enough. He doesn't read the game particularly well. He doesn't read or anticipate what his teammates are doing around him. It feels like a personal attack and I don't want it to be, you know. I, I get it. I know he's a human being with feelings and all this sort of stuff. But I'm I'm angry with the footballer, right? And I'm just tired of seeing I'm so tired of seeing the same performance from him constantly um it's it's just no surprise to me that results start going this way the more and more he plays a part in the team because we just have so for since Mourinho we have seen the same shit from him and this is what I'm saying this same shit of dwelling in possession just running around, getting in other people's way, just not reading the game, not being in tune with his teammates, shouting at everybody, playing shit passes, not even you know, committing to tackles or being that good defensively, even though he's supposed to be this defensive cover. I'm just tired of the guy, man. I just I cannot wait until we've sold him. I really can't. I, I, I'm so finished with him. 80, 75th minute plus, if we want to bring him on, fine. He does an all right job, generally speaking, in those circumstances. And credit to him, he was very, very good in that Chelsea game when we were losing 4-1, whatever it was, fine. But just, uh, just so it's not a complete echo chamber, Grant Ecosonic says, I didn't think Pierre Mahoybio was that bad. He was threading balls through West Ham's boring low block. Every player was just off. Maybe that's what it is. You know, maybe that is what it is. Maybe it's my own bias. My own clearly stated bias on Pierre Mahoybia. The confirmation bias of when things, everything doesn't go its way, it feels stronger, doesn't it? The echo is louder when you've already got, a, 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 you know, a pre-sorted position on somebody. I would still say, Grant, I, uh, I do think he was bad. And, you know, I think it is what it is. Um, apparently, Ange is fuming in the presser. And as Hacker BLCPS says, Ange can fume all he wants, but really, this is his fault. And I kind of agree on this one. I kind of agree. You know, as I've said from the start, I I think this is more on him than many of our previous sort of dodgy results under him. Yves Basuma started the game very, very well. 
I think he did start to tire. I think the game wasn't really going his way in the second half. It wasn't really going Tottenham's way. Um, but I saw enough enough of a positive intent from him to suggest that he's he's getting back. He's coming back. Um, and that's going to be important for us, having him kind of back to the, the form that he was in at the start of the season. Because when we were doing well, when it felt like he was kind of more confident flying, I do think he was moving the ball around nicely. He was progressing the ball, creating those transitions. Just what you want to see from Bissouma. Um, So good to have him back in that position. Giovanni Lo Celso. Um, like I say, I'm just not having him in that number 10 position. I'm not. I like seeing him coming from deeper. Um, like like he has been for the past few games. I think that's where he's most effective. I think his physicality and his, his general kind of physical attributes, his ability on the ball, his you know, his, his propensity for a, a, to embark on a on a surging run is you know, is encouraging and I like seeing him play in that in that sort of position. I d I don't like seeing him in a number ten. I don't think I I personally I don't think he is as creative as people sometimes give him credit for um i think what he is pretty decent at i think he's pretty decent at the sort of fundamentals of football i think he knocks the ball around quite nicely i think he moves into space quite nicely um but i think sometimes i I just don't i don't really feel like he's got that killer pass in him as much as maybe somebody like Kulisevsky has and definitely not like somebody like James Madison has. Um, I'm not, I'm, I, I say I'm not going to be drawn into Madison or La Celso conversations. Um, I think I already kind of knee jerkly said something like that at the start of the season during the preseason games. And I did say something at the start of this very podcast comparing the two of them. Um, but I'm not having it. Dejan Kulisevsky, a night to a night to forget for him. But you know, stuck out on the wing, wasn't getting any joy there. Um, maybe he was frustrated. Maybe he wasn't. I don't know. I don't know. But a night to forget for him. But I think he's been so exceptional for the past few games that I'll allow him that. I'll give him a pass there because you know it's what it is, isn't it? You know, fair play to him. He's. He's a great player. He's one of our best players. Getting back in the middle. Brennan Johnson. I've spoken about him quite a bit tonight, haven't I? Lovely, lovely footballer. Started the game very well. Needs to develop more of a killer instinct. Do think he shrunk a bit when the game started to turn a bit more nasty. Um, maybe got a bit tired. But he's a young player. He's learning on the job. You know, be nice to see. Maybe a bit more from him though, you know. Son Hyun Min. I mean... A total night to forget for Sonny. Like, really one of those. And I love I love him. You know, he's our captain. And I, I speak about him on here constantly about how much I love him. But it was almost a bit of a... We'll be, we'll be great when we bring Son on type performances. You know, he... You could say that we didn't really create much room. And that's probably fair. You could say equally that West Ham's ultra low block, the amount of bodies they had flooding their own box, isn't great for a player like Sonny. You know, Sonny thrives in space. 
Sonny thrives when he has space in behind defenders to run into, to knock it past them, use his kind of blistering speed, use his dribbling ability, and use just his timing, his his knack for beating the last man, for, for beating an offside trap. But when they're camped so far back like that, teams in general, we have seen Sonny often struggle. And this is where the kind of Richarlison conversation kicks up again because these are the sort of games that we're supposed to really be able to play Richarlison in. I'm not saying this tonight expressly about him because he is coming back from injury, so I understand that. But I'm talking about previous games in which we've fielded Richarlison and he's just not really lived up to those standards that are required, I don't think. And games like tonight... And the impact that it has on a player like Sonny, who is a world-class footballer. He's one of our best players. But we know these type of games are not suited to him. We need to have an alternative option that can that can be relied upon to play well and score goals. And I don't I don't think Richarlison is that. I don't think Richarlison is that. Um and that's that. So I, I I refer back to sort of the earlier point in that if we can get decent money for him, let's bin him off and try somebody else. Oliver Skip, um, I thought he was decent when he came on. So I, I can't be sorry, I've forgotten who it was. Somebody earlier on said, it's what you get when you bring on a player like Skip. I, I don't agree. I thought Skip was, was good when he came on. Um, I think for... And I don't think it's just because he's a homegrown, one of our own players that we should say he's good. I mean, it's a factor. We need to have a certain amount of homegrown players. But he doesn't complain. He seems to have a good attitude. And I think he is a good player. I think he's a solid, decent player. I think that he gets a, 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 a way OTT level of skip. Uh, skip? Stick. Stick for skip. And... I think he was fine. I think he was fine when he came on. Pepe Matasar. It was nice to see him come on and and take some shots. You know, he was one of the few players that, as people complained about him when he was in the team before his injuries. Yeah, um, people would often complain about him shooting, but I don't mind that. I don't mind seeing somebody have a risk, take a risk because. We've needed that and we needed that this evening. We needed somebody that was going to do something other than just kind of knocking the ball around. Um, so I think, yeah, I think Pepe Matasar is fine. I, I love him as a player. I really do. Very young player as well. You know, come on. Richarlison, no, I've spoken about him enough. Uh, Brian Hill. Didn't really have enough time, did he? I thought he looked a few little flashes, a bit of fighting spirit in there. It's quite nice to see him coming on and maybe bring something in, but didn't really have enough time to to, to make any sort of meaningful difference, did he? See also Alejo Valiz. Oh, God, I'm yielding. Um, it is getting late, isn't it? Well, that's that. Lost, lost at home again to West Ham. Unpleasant, but it is what it is. Newcastle next. That'll be fun, won't it? They've just lost 3-0 this evening. If you weren't aware, I'm sure anyone listening to this was aware of that. But 3-0 to Everton, they've lost. So maybe there is hope for us, you know. We've just got to capitalise. We have to capitalise. 
when we go, we, we've gone ahead now for five games. Five games in a row, we've gone ahead. We've come away from those games with one point. Injuries or not, that's not good enough. It's not good enough, man. It just isn't. Sorry, it just isn't. And... It's got to change up, hasn't it? I don't know how, but I'm not paid to do that. I'm paid to sit here afterwards and criticise the manager like I would know how to do something better. But when it comes to like being proactive and saying, like, what do we do in the next game? You know? Um, very frustrating. But it is what it is. It's West Ham, isn't it? West Ham. They're going to be enjoying that. We're not going to be enjoying that. Very, very frustrating. Not much more to say. I'm going to do another preview pod tomorrow. Speaking to a Newcastle United fan ahead of our game. And you'll be able to find that on Patreon. Patreon.com slash RTR pod. I did uh, have put out a few of the sort of Patreon preview pods the past couple of weeks. One... Man City fan David Mooney, another one with Toby Cudworth, who was a West Ham fan, um, who had no hope going into this. So what do the opposition fans even know? But it is quite fun. It's a bit different. So yeah, there's a few other things as well that go up on the Patreon. Do the Thursday Bulletin, um, and I do a monthly pod with a football writer, Jack Gallagher, uh, who is not a Spurs fan, and we just talk about spurs and films and all that sort of stuff a bit more a bit more casual a bit more of a catch-up of what's been happening over the month so yeah patreon.com slash rtr pods um if you can't you know if you if if you can't tough time of year tough time in general fine i understand that but if you do enjoy the pod please do leave a rating leave a review share it um like and subscribe if you're on youtube just let other people know about it Spread the message far and wide. Um, So then I can get massive, like the extra inch and the fighting cock, and I can start flogging t-shirts and all that sort of stuff. And then just get old, living off podcast coin. Go on, please. (laughs) At least I'm being upfront about it. I'm being honest, right? No. Um... It's just nice if people enjoy the pod and all that. It validates my ego and everything. So, yeah, share the pod. But if not, whatever. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, I was thinking, I listen to quite a few pods. I never really share <laughs> or leave ratings or reviews. So, who the fuck am I to tell you lot to do that? Be the change you want to see, Jack. Be the change you want to see. Nah, can't be asked. What a frustrating evening. What an annoying one. But is what it is. We've been here before. Dare say we'll be here again. I think for the rest of the season, I'm going to be a Liverpool fan. Maybe. Should we be? I don't know. Anyone but Arsenal. Anyone but Arsenal. But I'm not going to talk about them tonight. Come on, you Spurs. Up the Spurs. Fuck West Ham. Whatever. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.